Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Like many of you, I've been hearing about intermittent fasting and how good it is for your health for the last couple of years, but it wasn't until I heard about do fasting where I actually understood why it worked. Do fasting is the easiest three-in-one solution for weight loss powered by one of the most effective dieting routines, intermittent fasting. Choose a fasting pattern that fits your lifestyle, learn to prepare healthy meals and implement simple workouts into your daily routine. And instead of strict dieting, do fasting offers healthy foods that actually taste amazing. So instead of exhausting fitness routines, this app gives you workouts that you can complete every day, achieve sustainable results without painful sacrifices. With a fully personalized plan, all you have to do is take a quick quiz and they will tailor an intermittent fasting plan for your needs. Do fasting is the most comprehensive fasting program complete with the meal plan and workout routine that will help you reach your guaranteed results. I have to say, when you think about fasting, you think about depriving yourself, but I feel so much more clarity and I'm able to get so much more done throughout the day when I do intermittent fasting. So to get your own program, just go to their website, answer the quiz about yourself, and based on the answers, they will generate a specialized program that's perfect for you. Go to dofasting.com forward slash loved and use coupon code loved, that's L-O-V-E-D. Get a six-month fasting program with 50% off plus one month free. Join now and speed up your weight loss journey. That's dofasting.com forward slash loved for 50% off a six-month plan and your first month free when you use code loved. And now back to our show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I am so excited about today's guest. She is the author of A Kitchen Witch's Guide Recipe, oh, Guide to Recipes, Love for Love and Romance. And I am just completely obsessed. Don Aurora Hunt is the owner and CEO of Cochina Aurora Kitchen Witchery, and she's been teaching and writing on the topics of kitchen witchery and spiritual nutrition since 2010. And we were just talking before we started to record. And I, not only is this book one of the most beautiful cookbooks I've ever seen, but the way that every recipe is broken down, like I am such a huge person about intention and, you know, putting good energy into food and the things that I make. And I want to get through, I want to do like a challenge where I make everything in this cookbook. Um, so anyway, before I start talking about how much I love it, welcome to the show, Don. Thank you so much for being here. I cannot thank you enough for having me. I've been looking forward to this for so long and we rescheduled a couple of times. I know. So like, yeah, I am just, me. I am so thrilled. Like I, I'm, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for saying such nice things about this book. You know, when you, when you make something like this and you're a creative person and there's so many people out there working on projects and being creative, um, you make something like this and you put it out into the world, you're kind of just like, please like me. I hope you like this because it's, yes, such, a, it's I get such a heart project. So um, thank you. You just totally filled up my heart and I can probably live on that for a couple of weeks. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. <laughs> no, I am obsessed with all the infused drinks. There's so many different like tonic. The lemon ginger tonic is my so fave. Good. I'm making that daily. Really? And, oh my, oh my God. God yes. Oh yeah. No, totally. I am obsessed with, um, what, you know, the infused waters. Oh God, yes. Um, there's a twice baked, potato. Yes. Uh, I made that. That was like three weeks ago. Yeah. Super basic. But again, it's uh, also, I want everything to look, my finished product does not look like how the book looks, but whatever, that's just operator error. 
has nothing to do with okay let me i'm going to tell you a little secret okay Uh, most books like this are styled professionally and they are made you know you open up a beautiful cookbook and you're like oh my thing is never going to look like that i mean even i have that you know um i actually cooked everything and what you're looking at in the book are my things that i cook and i style them so some of them we just fudged with photography i'm not gonna lie about that um but but it's not as hard to make things look beautiful as you think yes there you know it just takes that little extra effort but truth be told if it tastes good who cares what it looks like i mean you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and you know one thing that look there's so much i don't even know where to start Uh, The book is about loving you, attracting love, and rekindling the flames. And like I said, I'm so huge on setting the right intention. I think one of the biggest or one of the saddest things I think about when I think of just today in, in modern day society is the fact that we don't stop long enough to slow down and and cook and spend some time in the kitchen. For me, it's always been, I love cooking and it's always been a meditative or mindfulness practice because when I'm engaged in a recipe, I'm engaged in it and I'm preparing other things like, you know, with the potatoes and I'm getting them. And it's like, it's a whole ritualistic experience. And the fact that you brought the witch element, I was like totally sold. I want to hear all about, so like what inspired you? Obviously your journey started, I'm sure before 2010, but 2010 is sort of when you founded this, um, this idea or, or to, to cook in this way, right. Or you established the. Well, actually. Okay. So just a little background. Um, I am a practicing witch. I am, I, I prefer the term pagan versus okay. witch, which has a really bad connotation. Um, but, uh, and, and oftentimes is for people that practice just Wicca, um, and a pagan sort of, uh, encompasses that, that word sort of encompasses anyone who, uh, practices maybe a nature-based spirituality or something that's a little bit more uh, polytheistic, um, for myself, I love that term because it means I can take what I want from whatever, uh, spiritual or religious practices and kind of mash them all together and take what works for me and leave the rest. So I've been a practicing pagan probably since the age of about 18. Um, so, so a long time, over 20 years, I've been practicing pagan. Um, when I was around 20 years old, 21 years old, um, I found my very first book on kitchen witchery. Um, and basically kitchen witchery is exactly like what you described, Rosie, the idea of um, cooking with intention, being mindful, being like totally into that recipe and putting energy into it, um, putting visualization, manifestation, energy, mindfulness. Um, so I found this this book on kitchen witchery, and I was like, holy crap, that's what I do. That's who I am. You know, I was raised in a very traditional Italian Catholic family, so obviously I talk with my hands, uh, which you can't see if you're just listening. Uh, but I talk with my hands, and food is the religion, right? I mean, if you're hungry you're sad, you're happy, it's a wedding, it's a funeral, it doesn't matter what it is you eat, right? So um, I'm realizing that food in my in my life, just growing up, it was such a ritual. And I went, oh my goodness, this is my spiritual path. This is how I express my spiritual path. This is how I connect with my spirit. And um, so that, that idea for me, that discovery for me happened about 20 years ago. And about 10 years ago is when I put it into basically uh, my, made it my life's work, right? Mm. Um, so I started a company where we make gourmet foods in this mindful way. Um, Cucina or Kitchen Witchery, and we make all kinds of things, like olive oil and risottos and things like that. Um, and then uh, at the same time when I started teaching and giving workshops, little workshops here and there. Um, and I did, I do have a couple of other books. I had a self-published book and then uh, another book called Taste from the Temple, which came out uh, through Copper Cauldron Publishing, which is a local publisher here in New England. Uh, great book. I really enjoyed writing it. So I've always kind of had all these ideas. And this book, uh, this new book through Simon & Schuster, Kitchen Witch's Guide uh, for Recipes for Love and Romance, was actually born out of a class I used to teach. So the class was called Recipes for Romance. And I, it was just like an hour long chat and people would be like, there's so much information here. You should turn this into a book. 
And I was like, that's a great idea. So I started kind of compiling the recipes and anytime I would make something that was aphrodisiac, I would just sort of make notes about it. So it was a project I was on the side working on for a really long time and then manifested the opportunity to, to meet these people with Simon and Schuster. And they were like, we love this. We, we want you to write it. And I was like, holy crap, I can't believe this is happening. Yes. And here we are. So yes. um, it's sort of like the last year of my life in a nutshell. I am so excited. Actually, what I, I want to talk to you about the manifesting because there's so many, so many fun spells <laughs> in the book. And look, it's October. Yeah. I, I literally was so, I've been looking forward to this interview for so long and I'm like, okay. oh my God, it's October. I love the fall. I love, you know, the, the feeling of, you know, Halloween and all the, you know, spooky, fun, fun, campy. I don't like scary. Yeah, I don't like scary. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not scared, but I love like the spooky and fun and, you know, the psychic readings and the fun spells. And I just, it makes me so, it makes and me so happy. It's interesting, right? Because there is that sort of vibe in like September, October, even in November. Yes. Um, now I'm up here in New England where, I know. you know, that's, of I course don't want to, I don't, I don't want to brag, but it's <laughs> like 65 degrees and all the trees are orange and it's, so beautiful oh. um everything has that that feeling but the yeah. truth is what we're feeling is we're feeling the veils between the world thinning and that's what happens around uh the october 31st which is halloween but it's also a traditional pagan holiday called Samhain, um which is uh it marks the halfway point between the summer solstice and the winter solstice so we go um i'm sorry that's incorrect maybon marks the the halfway point okay Okay, because that's the equinox. So equinoxes and solstices. But uh, Samhain is a celebration of the dead. It's when um, the, the veils between our world and the world of the dead is the thinnest, right? So a lot of our Halloween traditions come from old traditions of celebrating what is now, you know, All Souls Night, All, Soul, All Saints Day, Day of the Dead. There's all of these things that happen between, you know, October 30th and November 2nd because this is that time of year. So that we are feeling that right now. Um, so there is a lot of that kind of, like, as you would call it, like spooky or otherworldly mm -hmm, energy. Mm -hmm. So it's a great yes. time to kind of work with that. But um, your question about manifestation and like all the spells that are in the book. Uh, what I tried to do in the book was sort of make it accessible. So yes. if you are a pagan and you are a witch, these are things that are simple, easy things that you can do, but maybe this is your first introduction to this type of energy work. And I really want to call it energy work um, because whatever you're into, um, if you're into meditation, if you're into prayer, if you're into mantras, if you're into visualization, spell is just another word for that type of energy work, right? So you hear these words like witches and spells and it can be intimidating or it can be frightening. Mm -hmm. The truth is I'm just like everybody else. I just use different words to describe what I'm doing, right? Yeah. So the well, things can, in the, can, you, sorry. can you tell us, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I just love what you're saying. And, and especially with the word spell, I mean, a lot yeah. of words that we use are spells, like the sort of yeah. definition of it. So can you tell us just a little bit about that? Absolutely, right? Everything we do is energy, everything, right? So from getting up in the morning and making a cup of coffee, the energy that you put behind that, right? That feeling of, I need this to survive. <laughs> At least that's how I feel about my coffee, right? The looking forward to that, the, the anticipation of that first sip of coffee. As you said, those, those energies, those are what you would call spell work. Anything you're doing to manifest, whatever you're putting out into the world is what you get back in your world right now this might sound crazy but this is the way i live my life and i think so many people that are um in tune to energy and spiritual self and mindfulness can attest to once you change your mindset once you start doing that kind of work very rapidly things change in your world you know i had it in my head that i was going to write this book someday and i would just say it to myself and think about it to myself. And I would keep notes and keep journals and all that stuff. And then lo and behold, you know, seven years after deciding I was going to do that someday, the opportunity presented itself to me. So I didn't 
you know, I did the work to get to that point, mm -hmm. but I also manifested in terms of visualization, meditation, believing and having faith that it was going to happen someday. So we talk about the, those principles a lot in the book because everything comes from self, right? So as you said, the first section of the book is about loving yourself, right? So if you're the kind of person who maybe like me has struggled with your weight their whole life, or you have a really hard time taking in um, compliments, you don't think maybe you're, why is this person like me? I don't deserve it, blah, blah, that kind of self-deprecation. If that's what you think about yourself, that is what you are putting out into the world and you will continuously get confirmation of those things that you're thinking, right? You will constantly get confirmation that maybe you're not worth this because you don't believe it. So thereby manifesting those negative things. When you start believing, I am worthy, I am beautiful, I am lovable, you will then start receiving those things. So we talk about that in the book. And I think it's important to note that it's not just a cookbook, right? Right. Right. So, so it's sort of like part spell book, part cookbook, part self-help book. Um, because I don't think you can have one of those things without the others. Agreed. Right? So, so then we talk about like, how do we use these foods, specifically foods with specific energies of loving the self? How do we use them in a practical, easy to use recipe with the right mindfulness or meditation or energy work around it if you so choose to do those things so you could just pick this up and it could be just a cookbook which is awesome or you could pick this up and it could be just a spell book which is awesome oh that's so good i'm like tell me tell me every tell me all of the things so you know one of the things that i want to talk about especially because this uh podcast called radically loved there's a lot of things about love here loving yourself and to me loving the loving you part really comes through in the book just with all the self-care rituals and and again just the energy that you're putting into your mind and and how you feel about your body and uh, I, I agree with you with the energy, especially for women and how hard it is to practice that self-love and self-care. Hey everyone, I've been so excited to tell you about my latest obsession. I recently got a tonal installed in my new Zen Den and I know those of you that follow me on Instagram know how excited I am. Tonal is a smart at-home gym that replaces every machine in the weight room and has personal training programs built in. Now, a lot of you know that I am a gym person. I like to go to the gym. I like to stay motivated uh, by watching other people work out, but that's currently not happening. And I've tried and tried for months to keep myself motivated. And when my friend told me about the tonal, I was a little bit apprehensive because I've tried things like this before, but there was nothing that compared to how tonal really adapted to me and my lifestyle. Once I did the strength assessment, it almost felt like the machine adapted to me and it made it super easy for me to follow workouts. There's four to six week programs that you can follow and there's all kinds of different workouts. There's high intensity training, guided programs, yoga, meditation, all these different types of programs to just meet your lifestyle and your needs. Tonal can help you gain strength and burn fat. It's such an easy and achievable way to get to the goals that you want. Currently, I'm in week three and I feel so much stronger than I did over the course of the last couple of months with me trying and failing to work out on my own. It's got a really sleek design and it looks like a TV on your wall, which to me is super important. It doesn't have any bulky weights or racks and you can put up to 200 pounds of resistance on this thing. It was wild. I know I tried it. I definitely couldn't move it, but I did, <laughs> I did try it because I wanted to see how much resistance it gave me. Tonal also has an incredible online community on Facebook and really that's the only time I ever go on Facebook. It's such an incredible feeling to see how many people are actually coming together talking about workouts and it's just really great to see that we're all still here everybody still wants to be healthy tonal is offering our radically loved listeners a special offer you can try tonal for 30 days risk-free 
Just visit www.tonal.com for $100 off the smart accessories when you use the promo code LOVED. That's L-O-V-E-D at checkout. Go to www.tonal.com promo code LOVED. Tonal is here to help you be your strongest. And now back to our show. Um, what what do you think has been the most helpful for you on your own journey to loving yourself? Oh, I'm gonna be super honest. Therapy, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and again, like if you want to get personal, I mean, yes, we have this. We're talking about a cookbook. We're talking about a magical cookbook. But the truth is, this book is a part of my heart, and it's very very personal. Um, and all I can ever share with people are my own experiences and what's worked for me. Like, I'm not an expert. Um, this is just my journey and that's what I'm sharing. Um, and yeah, I mean, a lot of therapy, a lot of self-work, um, that has been not just therapy in the traditional sense, but also healings and Reiki and, and spiritual mm, stuff. And, yeah. and honestly, Rosie, if I'm going to be really honest, what's been most helpful for me in learning to love who I am is looking at the gross parts, looking at the parts of ourselves that are like, oh, maybe this is not like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I saying these things? Mm -hmm. Why am I reacting? Why am I being triggered to be kind of a bitch in this moment? What is bringing me to this point? And, and being honest with myself and be like, yeah, you know what? That's negative and that's an ugly piece of my heart Mm. why is it ugly how did it get that way and now I'm going to work through that right Mm. so we I talk a lot about in the book especially when we get into attracting people to your life yes um honesty and that is always about being honest with who you are and what you really want right if if what you really want is you know to to change someone or what you really want is motivated in a negative way or because of fear that is going to manifest negatively Mm. so kind of like getting clear about who you are and becoming okay with those ugly parts because everybody has them i think oftentimes especially in modern um witchcraft and modern wicca everything is light and love and light and love and light and love and that is wonderful and that's a great place to be but the truth is the moon goes light and the moon goes dark. We have day, we have night, we have good and we have bad. And those things have to balance. And within each of us, we have that balance. And, and it's important to, to identify and work with those energies within ourselves. We cannot then take our, our spiritual practice, our magical practice into a practical application like kitchen witchery, cooking meals that we're physically going to take into our bodies, mm. right? If we have not dealt with those negative things and, and handled them, right? Like yeah. to be blunt, you have to handle your shit. Mm-hmm. And it goes beyond cooking a beautiful recipe because it starts with the energy you're putting into the food. Yes. And that's really like a point I really want to drive home. Yeah. Oh, and do you want to hear something crazy? Like, yes. Just um, I'm like, dude. It's like we're just chatting, yeah. like two girlfriends. Um, oh, wait, are we not girlfriends? Like, yeah, yeah no, we are, hundred percent. Yes, I there. I I just think about that energy, and I think about you know, I I used to have this uh, friend who you know she was more of an acquaint acquaintance and. Yeah she definitely wanted to be my friend more than I wanted to be her friend. You know, she definitely, I definitely felt like she had a little bit of an agenda, you know, and, and, but she was nice and, and I'm a people pleaser, you know? So, so for me, I was like, Oh yeah, I'll go spend some time with her or whatever. But every time she always wanted to cook for me and she always wanted to make me stuff and my stomach would hurt every single time. Mm. And, and to the point where I, I would come home sometimes and I tell Tori, I'd be like, honey, like, God, every time I go, I go over there and I eat anything, I always get a stomach ache. And he's like, she's putting bad, she's putting bad stuff in your food. And he's like, not, he didn't mean like things, but he just was like, oh, the energy is probably not good, you know? And, and I'll even take it to a point where sometimes, you know, Tori and I, I don't know if you and Justin can relate to this at all, but um, by the way, I'm like, I feel like I know you guys again because I've oh, read yeah, your story. Absolutely. So I'm just absolutely. like, we're all, we're all hanging out. Uh, yeah. 
So, you know, when I've been mad at Tori sometimes and I'm the cook, so I always, you know, and sometimes when I'm really busy, I get mad because I'm like, okay, now I have to go and prepare food. And he's just sitting on the computer. Like he could be prepping something for us. He can make us some of like your delicious avocado toast, you know, like something. Yeah. Something. Yes. And then I go. We have the same thing. Rosie has the same thing. Yeah. And so I go in there and, and sometimes when I make him food and, and I notice at the times when I don't, I know this could totally be psychosomatic, but when yeah. I don't make his food from a good place, I feel like he always has a stomach ache. Is that a thing? It's totally a thing. It's totally a thing. Um, and let's, let's just simplify this for one second. Okay. How do you feel when you go out to, and I don't know, like, I don't really eat fast food, but I used to, right? But let's say you had a hankering for fast food, yeah. hamburger, and french fries, right? And you go to a fast food place and you get, you get junk food. Hey, great. Everybody loves some junk food from time to time. Yes. But how does it make you feel on the inside? Nine times out of 10, you're going to have a stomach ache, right? It might feel really great in the moment, but nine times out of 10, you're going to have a stomach ache. And the likelihood is you're going to feel an emptiness kind of um, like, man, I'm still hungry. Like, I, I don't feel fulfilled. It didn't mm. fulfill me, right? Yes. But if you came to my house and I made you a hamburger and french fries from scratch with great ingredients that I got at the local farm, and I put time and effort and love into that, you're going to feel completely different, right? Likewise, if I made a, a recipe, and it has happened a hundred times, okay? And this is how we can kind of prove to folks that might be skeptical. If you have a recipe that you've made a hundred times and like the thing you're known for, right? Like every time you go to a party, people are like, oh, bring your meatballs, right? Yeah. And one day you make those meatballs when you're in a rush or you're angry or you've had a fight with someone. I will tell you the story. A quick little story, I promise. Take your time. Many, 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 many moons ago, uh, when I was just starting my business, I would make my infused olive oils in my home. Okay. And I was getting ready to make a bunch of olive oil to go sell it at an event. Like, I don't know what the event was. I can't remember. And Justin and I got in a huge fight over, I, who knows what, I have no idea. Something stupid. It's always something stupid. Right. And I was like, you know, just get out of the kitchen. I have to make my olive oil. I have a deadline Just get the hell out. Right. I go to this event and most of the time when I do events, we sell out, right? Like I can never bring enough stuff. I can, especially our garlic oil. I can never bring enough. I will bring 30 cases and people, like it's gone. So I go to this event and I did not sell a single bottle of olive oil. And I could not understand why. And then I went, oh, right. I made these right after having a fight. They're filled with negative energy. I didn't change the recipe. I didn't change my method. They were filled with negative energy. I took everything home and I threw everything away. That's how potent our energy can be, right? And we've all had this experience of maybe you're in a rush in the morning and you burn your scrambled eggs. Like you never burn your scrambled eggs, but today you did because you're nervous about going to work or seeing your boss or maybe you had a fight with your mom or something, you know? Mm -hmm these things happen and we put that energy directly into the food. When we're talking about, as we were talking about manifestation or cell work or visualization, mm -hmm. oftentimes with this kind of work, we take things, uh, you know, we take the energy and we light a candle or we light some incense or something like that. And we send the energy out into the world. But with kitchen witchery, you're taking that energy, your energy, what's in your heart and you're putting into the food that you are physically taking in and your, your partner is physically taking in, your family, your children, whoever you're cooking for is physically taking that into their body. So yes, it's the thing that you could yeah. have totally, you know, you're pissed off and you put it, you're like, just, I'm making this, just eat it, just shut up, fine. We have to, we have to eat something. I'm just going to make the thing. Shut up, just eat it, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Now, that's not to say that doesn't happen. Um, but when I'm in that situation, what I like to do is I take a deep breath, I center and I ground myself and I wash my hands. So it sounds like, of course you wash your hands before you're going to cook, right? 
Right. I wash my hands and I use the wa hand washing as a visualization ritual to wash off the negativity and take a couple of deep breaths and cleanse the negativity and then start cooking. So I'm going to wash my hands anyway, but I'm going right. to be mindful of it. And mm -hmm. that's kind of the whole thing, turning that light switch of mindfulness on when you are in the kitchen, you're in a sacred space. The kitchen is a place of alchemy. You're taking raw ingredients and turning them into something to nourish the body and soul. This is a magical space. This is a, a, a ritual space, if you will, you know? So reminding yourself of that is really important if you want to practice any of these principles. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. And I would assume that the opposite can also be achieved if you're wanting to make somebody feel better or if you're wanting to, yeah, it's the whole chicken soup thing idea, yeah, 100%, right? 100%. 100% the whole idea of the chicken soup or the hot cup of tea when yeah. you're, you're trying to make someone feel better. That is magic. That is what mm -hmm. I like to call spiritual nutrition, amping up the spiritual nutrition, right? Because food has properties, has energetic properties. And we talk about that in the book a lot, right? Going back to things like self-love, avocado is a food that gives us um, the ability to show our inner beauty and see inner beauty in others, right? So being mindful of the fact that avocado already has these energies in it, now we can put, we can turn our brains on to that energy and amplify the spiritual nutrition in that piece of food or in that ingredient, right? Have you tried the avocado chocolate mousse yet? I haven't. Oh my God. I haven't. And to me, it's like, I have a, I'm a sugar addict, you know, like, so for it's all those, and they're all so amazing. And I've been staring at some of those pictures. Like I, the red velvet cake, the red velvet the roses, rose. Yeah. yeah. Cake. Uh, like, so I've, I've kind of stayed away. I'm going to make the sweet stuff, but I'm, I'm trying to just, you know, I'm, I'm on a little bit of a like seven week, um, healing type of for you but the avocado mousse is made with agave and avocados and unsweetened cocoa so uh, it probably okay. fits what you're doing okay and great would, and so i'm gonna make say, it yeah i would totally right like if you can have agave or you can have honey you could totally do it because it's super easy everything goes in the blender done and it's super rich and amazing i'm gonna say this right now the the um the red melted cake is intense it's intense energy. It's in an intense um, recipe. Um, My mouth is watering right yeah, now. So yeah, and, and, and it requires rose water or um, like rose extract, which is amazing. Hard to find ingredient. I don't have a lot of hard to find ingredients in the book, but that one is a little hard. Um, I would save it for special occasion. A birthday for your partner, a anniversary with your partner, something like that, because it will take energy to do. It's not a quick and easy. I have maybe like five recipes that are a little. <laughs> so if you if you're watching the video, I'm showing a picture of what this amazing thing looks like. The, the red velvet cake is it's, oh. it's intense. It's intense. It's a, again, like most of the recipes in the book are super easy. They're very yes. accessible. They're things you can buy at the grocery store, and they're and they're like you know twenty minute meals. They're not a lot of stuff. no. They're super easy. The There's red a... velvet cake. I made like five versions of that cake before I put it in. Really? I, I swear. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really intimidating because I'm not a baker. I'm much more of a cook. Oh. So I, I, that one, you know, that one took me a long time to get right. Um, so save it for a special occasion. Okay. Don't if just you, take it on a Saturday afternoon. Okay. No. So it's like an intentional thing. Yeah. Um, if you ever need a taste tester, yeah. I am so willing to, um, you come know. to New Hampshire. Yeah, and, I will fly out yeah. there just for that. Uh, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> yeah. So I, okay. feed, I feed people and that's how I make friends. Oh my so I have a lot of friends that I have fed and they're like straight cats. They just kind of stay. So oh you're welcome. That's literally, uh, that's yeah. all I want. Come. That's all come. I want. Every, every time I read a good cookbook, I always want to know who create, I want to know the person. I'm like, this is somebody that I want to have in my life. Um, this, you know, I, like I said, I've been talking to Tessa about it. We, we both, she is 
as equally as excited about this episode because she she actually got one of your books also. Oh, so thank we both you so much. Yeah, of course. So we both um we both got them. I think she tried the honey honey soaked pears or honey oh, with the brie. With the brie, yes. Um so Again, I'll that's like tell this, about it's that. so sexy. It's such yes. a sexy recipe. We all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run. But even if we try really hard to eat kale salads all day long and drink green smoothies, we're still most likely not getting all the essential nutrients that we need on a daily basis. Enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from food, all in their clean, absorbable forms. No shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm in your body than good. In just two easy-to-take capsules, they provide nine nutrients you need to support a strong foundation for your health. And since I've been using Ritual, I feel extremely supported in my overall health. There's so many vitamins that I tend to lack in, like vitamin D3 or omega-3s. Ritual's Essential for Women helps fill the gaps in women's diets. They also have a no-nausea capsule that is designed to be able to take on an empty stomach. And there's a little mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh so you don't have to get that weird aftertaste after you take an omega-3. And the best part is that Ritual is delivered. A subscription is easy to start and it's easy to snooze. It's only a dollar a day to have all the essential nutrients that your body needs delivered every month with no strings attached. BetterHelp doesn't happen overnight, and right now Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com forward slash loved to start your ritual today. That's 10% off of your first three months at ritual.com forward slash love. Visit ritual.com forward slash love to get 10% off of your first three months. And now back to our show. I want to take it just briefly back to, um, you know, the intention and the energy that that's going into this, because I feel like a lot of the energy has been fucked up this year. <laughs> and to me, yeah, that's the understatement. Right. Yeah. To me, I've found some solace in the kitchen and cooking and obviously doing my work and the podcast. I'm currently writing a book myself right now. It's a, a yoga and meditation uh, book. It. And I have just really felt called to be in the kitchen, to nourish, to really be present. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of people right now that their energy is off. And so I'm just curious for you. There's, it's a kind of a two part inquiry. I think just what your your what your vision is of what's happening right now what do you think we need more of and the second part to that is for the person that's listening to this that is totally interested now in getting your book but they want to do something today to help shift their energy maybe even while they're listening to this podcast so not to sound completely cheesy and cliche, but love, sweet love, that's what the world needs now. Um, mm -hmm. Understanding, connection, things that bring us together that don't divide us, you know, and I think food is an ultimate connector. As human beings, it doesn't matter what you believe, who you're voting for, uh, you know, what, what town you live in, what color of your skin, what your sexual orientation is, we all eat. We need to eat to survive. This is something that, um, you know, human beings, mammals, you know, we, we connect with and through food. When I think about my greatest memories as a child, they're around food. When I think about um, my happiest times, they're cooking with my grandmother or apple cooking with my father, you know, um, all things that are centered around food and nurturing. Um, I think if the pandemic has taught a lot of us, uh, so one thing, it is that being home and slowing down and connecting with these simple processes of eating and, and cooking together and cooking for our loved ones and cooking for ourselves, um, maybe it's reminded us that these are important things and they aren't things to just rush through. 
Um, I'm a person who is constantly on the go with my business. I travel like crazy. I'm always at events. I'm, you know, doing sales calls in Texas for my olive oil. And then I'm in New York for two weeks at trade shows. Um, and I often don't get to practice what I preach as much as I would like to. Um, and the last six months I've actually been able to cook meals and go to farm farm stands and, um, and, and take those moments back and, and find that connectivity. I think as a society, we're very, disconnected from where our food comes from we're very disconnected from mother earth and what she's giving us um you know you ask young kids where chickens come from and they say the grocery store they don't understand that that's a bird you know um and that animal that creature gives its life so that we can eat so i think understanding and love and connectivity is what we need and what we're being taught we're being forced to to relearn these things that i think our souls have always known that they're craving. Um, in terms of what someone could do right now today to start um, the practice of kitchen witchery or start implementing some of these principles, really. Uh, simple, tiny, tiny little things. Go shopping at a local farm if that's, if that's something that's available to you. Um, make one little uh, a, a difference of instead of buying, you know, canned, spinach by fresh spinach. The thing that's closer to earth is going to have better energy, better vibration, right? So that is going to raise your vibration as well. Um, and, and again, another little tiny little simple thing that you could do is look at your kitchen as, as this place of alchemy, as a place of ritual, as a place of sacred work. Um, and the way that I do that as a pagan is I have a small altar set up in my kitchen. Again, there's one of those words, altar, right? It might sound mm -hmm and intimidating really you can put a candle a picture of a loved one uh, something that connects you with spirit that is in your eye shot so that when you turn around and you see this big pile of dishes sitting in your sink you remember to take a breath and go all right I do have these dishes but this is a special place this is a place of uh, of alchemy this is a place of magic and I'm reminded of that by this photograph by this statue by this thing that I have sitting here um, if you are of, uh, you know, of a spiritual, you may want to put something there. Like for me, I put something that reminds you of our earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. I have pictures of my beloved dead. So my dad, my grandma, my mentor, these pictures are up on that space so that they're with me whenever I'm cooking. But maybe you have a Christian faith and now you would put pictures of your saints or archangels or Jesus Christ. Whatever speaks to you and reminds mm -hmm. you that this space is a space of love and nourishing, you know, connecting you with that spiritual process, whatever that is. I see you have a Buddha in the background. I have a Buddha. My Ganesha. I have a Ganesha on my altar. I also have a goddess of Pate. I also have a salt lamp to purify the air. Yeah, me too. <laughs> But we don't think to put them in the kitchen. Right. Oh, I have a little, you know, after it, it was really after reading the book that I was like, oh, a sacred. Okay. Got to have a sacred. So it's got to be, uh, I have a, a candle and I have uh, like some crystals. I've got some sage. I kind of have little, I don't know. You can't really see, but I'm in my little Zen den. And so yeah. every corner of the house in, the, in every room, really, there's a, a, a little altar. So, so and yeah. And I have to be extravagant. No. You know, just that little reminder that hones you into that moment. And, yes. and again, I think in the kitchen, we spend so much time there, you know, especially through the pandemic, the kitchen has now become this. I'm in my kitchen right now. I have you see all my cookbooks behind me. Um, and, and this space has become my husband's office. It's become our game room. It's become, you know, the place where we have conversations. You know, if we're not sleeping or watching TV, we're in the kitchen, right? So yeah. uh, it, it, it's a multi-purpose room. And I think it's always been, but it is also this space of gathering. It's the, the heart of the home. If we think mm -hmm. about like how people used to gather around hearts and people used to gather around the big fireplaces and where yeah. they really cook, that's the kitchen. You know, yes. let's remember that. And, and those are little tiny adjustments like that. It's just a matter of changing your thinking. Um, yeah. And I feel like oftentimes I do something like this. And the, the responses I get are, you know, after hearing you talk about that, I feel like a light switch went on. And now that's how I'm seeing things. And if that's mm -hmm. all this conversation does is turn that light switch on, 
and I'm happy. Right. I love that. That's so awesome. So I, one more thing, and I, again, I want to be respectful of your time. Obviously we've gone over, uh, I just I'm knew all, we would. I'm all yours and you I think we're, we're definitely going to have to do like a part two and part three and we can, we can chat, yeah, we can, we can chat after we, we okay. finish, but, and so everybody has something to look forward to. We'll have Don back on for sure. Um, I, so what, what's something that I guess I'm asking the, the, your witchy part for advice now. <laughs> Um, what can we do to protect ourselves from negative energy? And I think of negative energy as like watching too much news or like just being around toxic people or, you know, anything that's going to disturb your peace. So, so what can we do to protect ourselves from negativity? Are you asking me as a kitchen witch or are you asking me just as an insightful? Well, I guess, person? can you, can you give a, can I be greedy and ask for both? Absolutely. So oh, yeah. as, as a, as a person, my advice is uh, self-care, right? Self-care, self-care. Work on yourself, heal yourself, and those toxic people, they're going to go away. Make yourself a better person. Become the person you want to be around, and those toxic people are going to go away. You're also going to crave less the negativity, you know, when you are steeped in negativity and you just keep scrolling and all you see is horrible things on your phone and on the news and all those things. Once you kind of sever that and go, I'm going to live in a space of gratitude. I'm going to live in a space of joy. I'm going, not that I'm going to be ignorant to what's going on in the world, because obviously you need to know what's happening so that you can affect change. Um, but I'm going to choose to live in, in the gratitude space as opposed to a fear space. Um, then you will stop craving because, because you are, what you eat is also about what we consume visually news, what we read, the people we hang out with. So if I'm over here talking about kitchen witchery and positive energy in your food, you have to think about what is the rest of your diet look like? Because you can't just be like, I'm going to make this green smoothie from this cookbook and my life is going to be great. Like that's just not how it works. Right. Um, and it's a constant work. Like, okay, I'm the first person to say I'm not 100% at all of this stuff. Okay, so it's a, it's a practice. Like yoga, it's a practice. You never stop learning. You never stop growing. Um, so, so that's what I have done and try to do to the best of my ability to prevent that. And I've noticed that by making the decision to take care of myself, a lot of those negative people and those toxic people are no longer in my life. Um, and that's difficult because we often want to hold on to those people and their ideas. And as people pleasers, we want them to love us, um, even though they're bad for us. So that goes back to all that self-work that we were talking about before. As a kitchen witch, we want to work with protective energy foods and we want to work with banished negativity foods. So garlic, garlic, garlic um, is a real protection food. It protects us from other people's negativity. It protects us uh, from, from a lot of things, again, with, with intention, right? Um, I was always worried about, oh, I'm, 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 I'm tend to be a person, or at least have been in my past, uh, someone who worries a lot about what if this, and what if that, and what if this? Mm -hmm. um, and I've definitely grown through that, but I use garlic a lot, and always doing protection, especially when my husband and I first got married. Um, you know, like, okay, are we, you know, protecting us, we're going to be okay. And, you know, make sure that we always have stability and that we have a place to live and all of that stuff. And so I worked with a lot of garlic, a lot of garlic energy. I mean, I don't know about you, but as an Italian person, if a recipe calls for three cloves of garlic, I add 17. Uh, I mean, that's, you I can't love have, garlic. Right. You can't have too much. I, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, so I, I used to work with garlic and I still do work with garlic all the time in 2009. Uh, Justin and I, we suffered a devastating house fire and we lost everything. And I remember saying to him, like, how could this happen? I do all this protective work. I do all this protective magic. I wear with garlic all the time. How could this, how could this happen? How could we like literally not like have nothing? You know, how could we be homeless? Cause our home, our house just burned down. Like, how could that happen? And I remember him saying to me, it did work because we're alive. Mm. And I was like, ooh, wow, talk about changing perspective, right? Yeah. So mm. understanding that these things don't always look the way we expect them to look, right? 
So working with garlic to maybe protect ourselves from negative people or protecting our, our investments or our finances and making sure that we're safe. It may not, it might mean that that garlic is going, you know, that protective energy, you wind up losing your job because you need to get a better job to protect the money that you have or to grow what you're, what you're getting. So yeah, that's really important. But um, garlic is a protective food and onions banish negativity. Um, so, you know, in terms of how do we ward off negativity, um, I would, I would start working with those foods. I mean, add a little extra garlic to your spaghetti sauce. Saute some onions with your omelet, um, things like that. Uh, and again, that's, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. That's a whole nother. Yeah. I'm so, oh, I'm so, I'm taking copious notes. Are you totally hungry now? Yes. I'm starving. I'm so hungry. I want to just go get some of that garlic olive oil of right? yours. I just, I need to have I mean, some I might, I might know a girl. Oh, please connect. Um, okay. So I, again, I want to be respectful of your time and I think we've just solidified that we definitely want to have you back on. So we'll definitely book that today. Um, I want to ask you the, the final question and it pertains to why I created this podcast and it's this, um, the ethos that we are radically loved and supported by God, source, spirit, higher power, whatever you believe in that the universe works for us and not against us. So the final question to you is, how do you feel radically loved? And the second part to the question is, who or what do you radically love? Oh, that is pretty loaded. Um, how do I feel radically loved? Um, I have, I feel radically loved by my path. Um, and, and this path that I'm on and this path that I've chosen um, which sometimes is not clear, but I always know that I have been put exactly where I'm supposed to be at the exact right moment I'm supposed to be there, good or bad. So when shit happens and, and the sky falls and my basement floods three times in a row, I try not to get in, you know, I try to lean into the terrestrial feelings of how much this sucks and have that human experience and be sad and mourn, whatever it is, whatever the shit situation is, right? Lean into those feelings and know that once I've leaned into them, I can let them go because this had to happen for whatever reason. Um, and, and I think this kind of understanding comes from great tragedy and great loss uh, of which we've all experienced. You know, I just told you a little bit about us losing our home. That was a million years, well, 2009. And the truth is I wouldn't be where I am, who I am if that hadn't happened. Mm. So it was one of those great horrible lessons that I could have chosen to stay in that negative space, but I chose to grow from it. And so because of experiences like that, I know that I'm radically loved by the path that I am on because I am given experiences. I'm able to meet people like you. I'm able to talk to people and share my thoughts and have those people say to me, oh my God, I totally get it. I'm able to, through olive oil of all things, I'm able to connect with people from different cultures and different spiritual paths and across the country. So I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And the, the, the universe makes me feel always like it has my back. I always feel like I have this, like I'm in this hammock. Sometimes it swings one way or the other, but I'm always supported by it. So I feel, the answer is I feel completely radically loved by my path and, and the people that have been brought to me because of the path that I'm on. What do I radically love is, oh my God, um, I radically love my life. Um, and, and the choices that I have made that have brought me to this place, mm. all those choices, even the crap ones, right? Even the mistakes, especially the mistakes, because I don't really believe that mistakes happen. I believe you make the mistake, it teaches you a thing so that you don't make it again. Yeah. Um, and I, not to get totally mushy and cheesy, but I, 
am completely in love with, with Justin. I'm completely in love with my husband, my partner. He is, like, I can't, I, I'm going to, like, cry. Like, I joke around with him all the time because I'm like, I love you so much. And he's like, really? And I'm like, I wrote a book about you. Like, that, that, that book is, it is our life, you know? It is, it is hard work. We've been together 20 years. And I love our relationship because of the work we've put in, who we were, who we are, and who we will continue to become, which just dovetails right into this path that I'm on because I mm. couldn't be on this path if it wasn't for the support and partnership of this other person. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm constantly filled with love and gratitude and, um, try to stay in that space as much as possible. And like, I'm super like, I'm so high on gratitude right now because of you, you know, like this is amazing. And, and like you're in California and like, I can feel your, I can feel your joy through this oh. year, which is amazing. And I can't, thank, I can't thank you enough for that. Oh no. Are you kidding? This has been just so exciting for me. And, and look, we've done 300 plus episodes at this point but because i awesome. oh it's the people listening the you the listener you're part of our team our family and it's just been uh it, you know it's not always been easy but you know when i get really excited to talk to somebody like you it it just reminds me of how grateful i am to be able to have a platform like this where i get to talk to incredible people like you i mean yeah, you're on the other end of the country and you created this beautiful book. And, and I, I'm just, you know, in awe, you, you think about the things that come into your scope or your life or your path. And um, I, I do believe that we need to always pay attention. You know, the right thing comes at the right time um, all the time. And it's important for us to listen to, yeah, like I know, I notice in full transparency, anytime I've done an interview where I've done it because, you know, we work with a lot of publicists and I work with a lot of publishers at this point, we have PR and sometimes I, I interview somebody because it's like, oh, they got a book and this is great. And, you know, and it's nice. I, I'm always really open, but I definitely, it, it just feels different. You know, I, I think for myself, what I'm learning right now is that I have to just refocus and recenter on the things that bring me, I have to like kind of take power back a little bit, you know, like just come back to why I'm doing what I'm doing and, and to have these conversations that are just rich with insight and um and knowledge and magic you know i think i think we owe it to our community and to our audience to to do that so i say that because i'm again just so grateful for you uh for creating this for your path that has created now this conversation and um i'm just i'm super stoked to have you on again um and, you know, we can, we can chat about the details, but with that being said, again, I don't want to take much more of your time. You totally called it. I was like, oh, you know, it won't take long. And I'm like, okay, here we are an hour in, um, and we could probably just continue to talk oh for another two hours. I'm sure. Uh, for the people that are listening to this or watching this on YouTube, where can they go for more information or if they want to connect with you? So you can connect with me on Facebook at Kachina Aurora slash food. Um, and I'm going to spell Kachina Aurora because it's a toughie. Cucina Aurora, C-U-C-I-N-A-A-U-R-O-R-A. The full name of the company is Cucina Aurora Kitchen Witchery, but it's Cucina Aurora slash food on Facebook, Cucina Aurora on Instagram. I do have YouTube as well. Everything is at Cucina Aurora. And if you want to buy a signed copy of the cookbook or check out any of our olive oils, um, you can get it at CucinaAurora.com. Um, and everything is my face. Uh, or our little kitchen witch and our little kitchen witch logo is like this little witch riding a fork. So you'll know you're on the, in the right place. Oh my God, that's so good. And Too all far. of those links that, uh, that Don just mentioned will be in the show notes or the description of this video. So if you go there, all of the links she said will be there, including a link to buy her book. And again, I'm so grateful for those of you that are listening. Thank you so much for being here. If you 
had some insight or you have something you want to share, please let us know. Please let us know what you thought about the episode. Send it to a friend. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We really appreciate it. And the show is changing in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure some of you guys are noticing we're changing the format. Um, and uh, we want to know what you guys think. So please, uh, let us know. We love you and we're so grateful for you. And Don, thank you so much. I'm like you and Justin, thank you. And Justin, I don't know why I'm like, thank Justin too. While I, we're will, at it. I will. Maybe next time I'll have him poke his head in. Yeah. Maybe we can, we can meet him. Cause again, I don't know. If, he might, he might, he would do it if he got to play music. <laughs> if he what? If he got to play music. If I had him out oh, here, my goodness. Would yeah, play, we will. We'll definitely do that. Well, again, thank you so much, Don. I thank loved you, having you, and I can't wait to meet you in person. Thank you. Oh my God, it's going to happen. And it has to be after COVID, but it's coming the hell out of you. Yes. Ditto. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.